0: morning yes it's money talk with james ross it's nine minutes to nine and time for us to take our view from australia and uh, i'm joined on the line by adam Dawes, a uh, senior investment advisor at shaw and partners uh, good morning adam
1: Yes, good morning, James. It's great to be here. Uh,
0: Thanks for joining us once more. And, uh, you know, I guess Thursday was another good day on the Australian stock market after inflation slowed down from April to June. Are things feeling fairly buoyant at the moment, would you say?
1: Yeah, look, it certainly looks like that the market has taken a lot of that inflation down. In its stride, and it's definitely uh, yesterday was a, was a fantastic day for our market. And it looked like it was potentially in breakout, also, so that was uh, a really good sign. However, today we're off a little bit, we're down, we're down a little bit, and it's due to the uh, US dollar being a little bit stronger, which has seen a lot of our gold companies, which are seen as a bit of a safe haven, uh, they've gone a little bit softer today. So that's certainly, and Newcrest is obviously one of our bigger ones as well. So yeah, sort of a mixed bag. Well, yesterday very good today just uh not so good but uh you know still holding those those levels of 7400 is sort of where we need to be
0: obviously the uh, uh the fed uh changing the interest rates always has a, a direct impact uh, in australia and what how are we feeling yeah. about um the rba next week are they gonna stick with a pause do you think or or could they be persuaded otherwise
1: yeah, so like you said, that headline inflation coming down to 6% from 7% in March still means that it's very, very above or very much above uh, the range that the RBA wants it to be. And especially the unemployment rate, which is certainly uh, around about that 3.6% and labour force participation as at, at record levels. I think there's one and a, well, markets are now saying there's one in a four chance that the RBA will lift their cash rate from 4.1 to 4.3. But I think a lot of traders could be wrong footed on this one because I think that they think that the interest rate rises are finished, uh, we've got a view that they are going to continue to keep that interest rate or foot on the interest rate pedal until they can start to see that unemployment and that labour force starting to come down to sort of normal levels. But yeah, it's a very interesting one as far as that uh, in some of that the persistently high service inflation and, and the hot job market, yeah, it makes it really tough for the RBA at the moment to, to plot a course through this uh, choppy waters.
0: It wouldn't be the first time, would it, that the RBA uh, gave us a surprise? (laughs) <laughs>
1: exactly right. And so all eyes uh, next week, yeah, first Tuesday of every month, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get a, a clearer indication. And then the RBA minutes coming out a little bit later will give us a better indication on what they're thinking going into the, the end of 2023.
0: Obviously, you guys are full on because it's winter in Australia, but the rest of the uh, the world is in, uh, or the Northern Hemisphere anyway, is in, uh, is in yeah. summer. And obviously summer sort of things slow down a bit. Does that have an impact generally in Australia?
1: Uh, no, the, the the impact is generally that most people leave the leave Australia to go over to Europe and enjoy mm. the summer, and that's pretty much what everybody has done this year because of, you know, obviously sort of borders have been relaxed and COVID, no more COVID restrictions. Um, so we have seen a little bit of a slowdown just on volume wise when we, especially school holidays and sort of the major holidays around there, because everyone's going to Europe. But besides that, yeah, I think uh, the Australian market is definitely moving forward and we've still got some decent takeovers, some mergers and acquisitions, and it feels quite buoyant. Like you sort of started the segment, it does feel quite buoyant in our market and, and, and I feel quite positive about Uh, the next six months.
0: Now, talking about uh, folks fleeing Australia, Chinese property developers are apparently fleeing Australia (laughs) in their droves. Um, Nice segue, uh, nice segue. uh, (laughs) The Australian Financial Review reporting that Country Garden has joined the retreat of debt-laden Chinese developers uh, from the Australian housing market after uh, putting one of its last remaining local projects, a giant estate in Melbourne's west, up for sale with an asking price of $250 million. Is this a general thing? Are, Are you seeing those chinese uh, developers pulling out of uh, these these big projects
1: yes we are in mean, two thousand and eight uh, two thousand and seventeen two thousand and eighteen we had sort of the the, the the most of the Chinese biggest housing developers came in and started to buy up land around the major cities, especially in Victoria or Melbourne. and uh, country garden uh, bought that land that they' they're trying to sell now for four hundred million. Looking to sell for two hundred and fifty now. So th- this follows a lot of the other major developers uh, uh, getting out uh, of Australia because basically they're they're obviously debt laden and, and they have to sort of come back or go back to uh, uh, the China. But look, really, it's all about Beijing tightening restrictions about outbound investment, and I think that's the biggest thing. But you know, here in Australia, it has gotten a lot tougher for anybody who is doing a construction or or buying that, as far as that debt. Cost of debt has doubled in the last 14 months and then civil construction costs have risen 30% as well. So in saying that, at the same time, land sales in Melbourne have plummeted from around $21,000 a year to, sorry, 21,000 uh, sales a year to 7500 So it's really very, very tough uh, for these, uh, when Beijing tightens those restrictions, they have to get out and it basically leaves that a lot of those uh, inflated asset prices that China came in and sort of bought out is now going to come crashing down. It does just sort of remind us of when the Japanese left Australia in the 1980s, that the move sent inflated asset prices falling. So it'll be interesting to see how they get out and what price they can get out of here in Australia.
0: Uh, now to another story. And uh, new AFCA data shows that nearly 100,000 financial services customers lodged complaints over the past year in Australia, up 34%. That as the cost of living crisis buys, uh, bites. Is, is this becoming a big problem that people are fed up with the banks, fed up with the financial institutions?
1: Uh, yeah, look, uh, absolutely, and 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 Afca A F C A have been really uh, in the forefront of you know putting vans down on Bondi Beach, saying if you've got a complaint, come and talk to us. So they've been really sort of visual and and sort of getting out in front on of people saying, look, you can, come. yeah, yeah, on the on the uh, yeah. So you know we, we've heard stories of them sort of you know putting up uh, sort of you know banners and things like that, and sort of going out and trying to talk to the person about it and that's that's what's led to around about 97,000 complaints in the year which is up around 34% so that's certainly something that I think you know and most people are saying that it's unable to access bank hardship policies so the banks have been uh, a little bit and after the Hayne Royal Commission or the Banking Commission four years ago we've certainly, certainly seen some of those issues now starting to come through but interestingly enough complaints around the buy now pay later sector has rose, risen by 57% percent as well, as well as insurance companies, not about sort of uh, land disasters, but about cars, getting your cars fixed after a hailstorm right. or things like that. But the only thing that I can't see that I don't understand is AFCA has also received 6,000 scam related complaints up 46%. I thought we would have learned by now not to trust just that thought. Nigerian prince.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, uh, uh, Adam. Adam Dawes, Senior Investment Advisor at uh, Shore & Partners, who's off to Bondi to make a complaint to the financial ombudsman.